everyone. Welcome to the Movie Bucket List Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Pam. And we are on another special edition of Whatcha Watching Wednesday, where we tell you what we're watching so to help you make your list for the weekend. Um, if you're like Chris, it's impossible to make a selection. Very, so we're just trying to help very you out. impossible. <laughs> well, so many to choose. Don't want to be wrong. <laughs> you might might waste time watching that when something else is on. Yeah, I, you can get things out of the trailer too, <laughs> whether it sucks or not. Like, nah, too deep, too. Some, you know, sometimes the trailer shows the whole damn movie, or oh yeah, you know, and you're like, all the well, good parts are. Why in the don't trailer. I even watch yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the. Or or I watch and I'm like, oh, there must be some kind of twist because I've seen like mm-hmm. the whole movie and then it's not, and I was like, really? They put the entire movie on in the trailer? trailer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've been fooled many times. I've been. Yeah, just watch the trailer. <laughs> well, Chris, uh, so I guess we'll start with you. What you watching? No, 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 no. You went last time. I went la- went first last time. I oh, you, you want uh, me lady, to go ladies first. first? Okay. Well, what I am watching because your 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 show is so much more interesting than mine. What? Oh, my pick last week, Hentified. Yeah. Hentified. Yeah, actually, that morning um, there was an interview with uh, the girl that plays Anna, um, her sister. I mean, her girlfriend. And then the one that plays like her, um, her uh, cousin's baby mama, they were on the Michelle Collins show and they were talking about, uh, you know, how great it was to make this show and that they were, they ended that previous day, uh, the top number four show watched Mm -hmm. uh, on all of Netflix that Mm -hmm. day. So um, it's definitely getting some traction so getting some notice yeah yeah so it was mm-hmm. pretty pretty plays and they were hilarious on the show too and uh, michelle collins is hilarious too so it was it was a really good interview um but this week i have another netflix <clears throat> show and uh this one is the number one watch show i'm a little embarrassed that don't be embarrassed i watched it's just it. us yeah just us. <laughs> and, like two other people right well <laughs> so, uh, I'm not, I, okay, I love reality TV. You know that. Yes. Love it. Oh love it, God. love it, love it. Obsession. I am. Addiction. Totally obsessed. Um, I usually like competition shows. They're usually Obsessed my face. Obsessed is a word. Yeah, it's, I, I <laughs> love it. Um, competition's usually my favorite, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Survivor. I, sur- I love Survivor. Yeah. Um, I do watch some others, like. Uh, I've totally been hooked on 90 Day Fiance. Finally caught up on it. Oh my god! I don't know how you watch that. It's it's so good. Like the meeting of different cultures. It's not. Oh uh, yeah. It, it's very fascinating. And at first, I didn't watch it because I thought like, oh, people having to get married in 90 days. But these are people with <laughs> with pre existing relationships, and yeah. it's just that when they arrive on the visa, they have to get married. But the whole like culture shock, the whole blending of cultures is just. Is really fascinating, um, but this one is pure trash, and I love it. <laughs> so Netflix. It's came like up the with, Us magazine to you. Or? Oh yes, yes. Mm, I don't even. I don't even know if this show is like on level with Us magazine. It what, might even be like Star magazine. What's that tabloid? Um, Star National Enquirer. National Enquirer. Yes. So this is the number one watch show on Netflix right now, and it's called Love Is Blind. Oh no! And it is a dating show per mm. se i've been on a blind date i wish i was blind 
<laughs> well, that's the thing here is that the premise of the show is they had, and, and I believe it's just couples from Atlanta, and they put them into like this place for about a week. So the girls are in one kind of like little house mm. and the boys are are in another part and they meet each other. Mm. They call them in these pods. Well, so you go into your little already. yeah. You go into your little pod which is just like a room like this. And then there's kind of a, a wall that kind of has like like some plasma or something going through it. And on the other side of the wall is Someone of the opposite sex. Oh, no. In, a, in another room. It sounds like a dystopia. Right. So <laughs> you go on a date. Give your DNA sample. <laughs> so you go on a date with that person. So you can't see each other. All you can do is hear each other. Oh, no. Yeah. So it started with like maybe 30 people, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. So they're all having... It, it's like that's all they're doing for those seven days is just dating, going on oh, dates. Oh, my God. Um, and so some of these people like found a connection with themselves. Like a psychologist's dream come true. (laughs) Well, they keep, they refer to it as the experiment, (laughs) right? Yeah. The experiment. (laughs) Um, so they, they have these dates, they can't see each other. And some of them actually kind of fall in love. And if they propose, if they're proposed, if there's a proposal and an acceptance. And they never see each other. No. You, you just talk. Oh, man. Because love is blind. Yeah, it's true. So. Um, I believe that. Yeah. And so they, um, if there's a proposal, then they get to see each other. They go into a little room and they see each other and they're like, oh, my gosh, you're so beautiful. <laughs> you're never what I thought right. was going like. <laughs> so once they propose, they move to the next section. Oh, no. Where there's a few, there's some couples. That Phase two. Proposals, right? And they go on a on a all inclusive resort in Mexico. Ooh. So they're on vacation, but now they can see each other mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Then they move to the next phase, where they have to go back to Atlanta. So I think everyone lives in Atlanta. They go back to Atlanta and they have apartments for all of them. So now they have to live together. Oh man! And this is all counting down to the wedding, which is from thirty days from the start point. So we're not even. Oh, like, they're on a time schedule. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. So um, so now it's about winning. Yeah. So <laughs> last week it was the finale mm. where we got to see, and you get all the way to the altar, and at the altar you decide whether or not you really want to marry that person. So we get to the, yeah, it's crazy. I'm, so, so I'm you, fearful for my children. You right? get to the altar, and then the couples get to decide. I'm not going to spoil yeah. who said yes, who said no. But this week is supposedly the reunion show. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> that's when it all comes that's out. That's the best part of any reality yeah. show is the this reunion show. This guy's feet smell. Yeah, so we'll find out if those <laughs> that mother-in-law's like, whatever. <laughs> the ones that broke up or didn't say no if they, like, broke up or the people actually stayed married. Um, but I just... Why do you like those shows? I don't know. I think it's... What, what, what makes you go click? It's fascinating. It really is. Like, is it the machismo or the? I mean, the chisme. It's the chisme. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Sometimes it is the desire of someone that I don't like. Like, I just see them on the on this camera, and I and I just don't like them. And mm-hmm. to see like them fail, well, yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, good, because there's this one crazy, crazy girl. <laughs> 
on here. And she gave, she would let her dog drink out of her wine glass. Mm, I see like, that all the time, though. Oh, my gosh. She's crazy. Starbucks. At wine? Drinking wine? No, not drinking wine. Well, no. She's <laughs> feeding her dog wine. Eating food out of their mouth, maybe. Yeah. No. Feeding the poor dog wine. So, she's crazy. I just want to see her come down somewhat. But then also there's some people that were really seem generally nice and I really want to mm-hmm. see them like succeed. You're looking for a normal person like yeah, could that I don't be know. me? Yeah. I don't know. The happy ending. You know, and it's all I think any good reality TV contestant knows what to bring to the table. What would you compare this to like what other show? I don't know. I guess maybe The Bachelor even though I've never really mm-hmm. seen The Bachelor. A bachelor times 2 kind of thing. Um no, maybe more Definitely. like um, Temptation Island. Maybe I watched mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But it, it I you watched that really Temptation Island. I did. It was was that good? Fabulously trashy. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. it was great. <laughs> it was like a bunch of train wrecks. Put oh together. my gosh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was just me watching the trailer. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. It was one of the ones I just let play in the background while I worked and kind of looked up and like, oh my god, what are they doing? But mm. it was it was. Mm. Um, what I thought was fascinating was how these people seem to make a connection without being able to see each other. And they really seem, I don't know, it almost seemed like they had an advantage over people that meet at bars or whatever, you know, like. Mm, what do you mean? Well, because they didn't have any of the constructs of society on them, like. It's this person. They weren't social? They're like socially awkward kind of people? Or? No, it's just, you know, worried about, oh, he's shorter than me. He's older than oh. me. She's older than me. He's blonde. He's they black. I'm white, you know. Superficial kind of people. Right. They yeah. didn't have to worry about that stuff. Oh. They just talked. Oh, that's right. That's true. And they made a connection mm-hmm. from each mm-hmm. other. Like from pen just, pals almost. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty cool. Um, I... I have the finale to watch, which is tonight, but I've kind of already heard a little bit about... Ooh, spoiler alert. ...about what happened. So I'm looking forward to the reunion. But if you have nothing else to watch, it kind of is super fascinating. Plus, if you're obsessed with uh, pop culture like I am, you have to watch it because everybody else has seen it too. (laughs) Pop culture. Pop-up video. I used to love that. (laughs) Yes. I don't know why that jumped in my head, but... yeah. I was distracted. That was a little weird. <laughs> we can always cut it out. <laughs> why? Leave it in. <clears throat> I think the, it should be real. The talent wants it. Censorship is illegal, <laughs> I think. Yes. Yeah, you taught that to the kids. Yeah, like backfired. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I am watching this week. What you watching? All right, so I'm watching a documentary you know i'm a historian that's what i like to i like to watch i like to watch things that are you know boring boring yeah <laughs> I, I i was struggling with the word for, <laughs> to entertain you but uh maybe two years ago i was at work and um unabomber came up in in the conversation and i um i was kind of dared or whatever and i ended up downloading his manifesto and I read it. I didn't read all of it. Really? Oh God, yes. It's um, some of it's pretty like, ooh, yes, I could agree with that. And some of it's super racist, and some of it's kind of um, so, so dark that you know you end up skipping the paragraph or whatever. 
Um, so I ended up watching um, uh, a series on Netflix. It's four episodes. It's called The Unabomber in His Own Words. So as I was trailing, right, just going through and trying to find something, and I was on the documentary list, which I often spend more time to finding, you know, I like I like stuff that is, you know, happening historically. Historical fiction even is, you know, an interest for me. And I've I've seen a lot of the the Unabomber. I've seen a lot of um, do, um, uh, TV drama for the Unabomber. So is this one different, or is it just this like one all is the different rest? because it was the it was inter- he was interviewed by a, a woman, and he kind of reached out to her. So he's he's been a lot of people have been trying to interview this guy for uh, uh, numerous years, and she was. He he picked her to do the interview, and she was able to ask him any question mm. that she wanted. And you know, the FBI was closely listening because he fooled these people for a very right, very long right. time. So she, he he kind of goes into the mechanics of how he he pulled this off. Oh wow! So this is a little bit darker than what yours yours is. Yeah, I know it's yeah, the exact so opposite. I'm, I think. I'm a, Debbie, a Debbie Downer or whatever, but it was very very interesting because you can hear his voice in his recording. No, you can wash away the mm-hmm. trash of Love Is Blind with a good. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's his it's his own words, and it's his brother, his sister in law, it's interviews with them, interviews with the FBI as mm-hmm. well. And I did see, I think I came in, or maybe you were watching it as we were going to bed or something, I saw mm-hmm. where they were talking about his manifesto and that it was such in his own words that his brother and his sister-in-law recognized, recognized the words him? and the conversations that they That's had before. Crazy. Yeah, so there, there's one part, and I'll just give you one thing from the manifesto that really, you know, you know kind of... He, he's very upset with industrial revolution. He's mm-hmm. very upset, obsessed with any kind of technology that disrupts the like the natural way of life should be, mm-hmm. like hunters and gatherers. You should right. be enjoying life. You know, consumption, capitalism, earning money and buying things is all against nature. And anybody kind of destroying nature, cutting down trees, he's very very upset. Mm-hmm. So he's right in a lot of those points, but how he goes about to stop it is psychopath. Right. Right. He's, you know, he's. Bombing. <laughs> and one interesting part that was revealed in the documentary was he was, he was diagnosed with a sickness at a very, very, he was a baby. He was like months old. And the hospitals back then were like, well, let's cure him. And then they, they detached him from his family for like a oh, month. Oh, I saw that part. Or I heard that part. Yeah. And when the parents reconnected with the child or, Ted, you know, Ted, um, he was a different kid and he wasn't mm-hmm. happy and, and he, he, he needed that parent-mother bonding. Right. Didn't they say they only let the parents visit like 30 minutes every three days uh, or like, something like that? It was like two that? hours twice a week. That's crazy. So in a way that the hospital kind of screwed up, you know, the, their intentions was yeah. to cure him of this, you know, this ailment. And they ended up screwing him up psychologically. Can you, I can't even imagine not like depriving a child of their parents for mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. it's a it's a different generation. Yeah. It was in the fifties and sixties. He's oh, he's a much God. he's a boomer. They're so screwed up that generation. Oh my God! Yes, just um, put some brandy in so this bottle. And the one part, the one part in the manifesto has always blown my mind was how we're so conditioned, you know, to obey these institutional laws that we take for granted, and we do, and we obey them. And there was one part that he takes us in the manifesto. 
he takes us on this like this ride that he's in his car. It's in the middle of the night, and there's nobody around. And there, you come to a stoplight, and the stoplight makes you stop, but there's nobody around. Mm-hmm. What's controlling you to stop? Because you know civilization dictates that you stop. Because that you, civilization says you follow the rules. Follow the rules, but the rules sometimes don't necessarily make sense. And what makes you stay there is because you've been brainwashed by institutionalism and everything else. And even though you're free, you're still controlled in a way. So he's mm-hmm. he's very upset. Anyway, so it's a four part series. It goes into how he goes into the bomb making. And he kind of learns from scratch. He's like, wow. he's a complete genius. He's a mathematician. And he goes to Harvard, graduates Harvard, and he graduates uh, with his master's and PhD at Berkeley. And um, he learns how to make these bombs. And he's a hermit, way living out in Lincoln, Montana. Oh, that's right, because he doesn't want to mm-hmm. have any of those things. Was, have we been past Lincoln? Yes, we went to Missoula, which is only two hours away from Lincoln. Really? I, I did a little search on that. I was like, oh, we could have gone by there. Did we, did we drive by that? Or was it- uh, no, we, it would have gone. We would have oh, gone out of our yeah, direction. But um, it's a, po- oh, yeah, it's a podunk town. It's, it's super, super wow. small. And he was a hermit. He did some odd jobs, but he would collect people's trash so they wouldn't be tied back to him. And he'd take these bus rides to these places, these destinations wow. to bomb it. I mean, he was he was totally, he he planned it out. Well, it wasn't that crazy, though, was it? Because it took him a long time mm-hmm. to find him. Well, they compa- and had his brother not turned him in. Right. They, he would have never been caught Mm-mm. at all. And they compared him to, like, you know, like... Um, those other serial killers. He was a serial killer, but he was a different way where he wasn't going after people. He was going after the establishment. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, for me, it was he, hearing his words and and him explain why he did these things. Um, it didn't. It didn't make me, you know, be, you know, he's my hero or anything. But it, it made me think that um, how he got away with it because it was just i don't know it was just bizarre i lost my train of thought but <laughs> he was able to deceive deceive the fbi because they they rely on tips mm-hmm. and they they retire rely on you making a mistake and he never made a mistake this is mistakes. this went on from the 70s to the 90s God, that's a long time decades that's a really there long was time. a lot of political pressure on the fbi um and they they just couldn't figure out why they couldn't figure out this guy until his brother, who loves loves him to death, and protected his brother, uh, finally revealed like, "Hey, this is starting to sound like my brother, who is almost a fourteen two thousand miles away from where Ted oh, is living." Wow! But um, it's it's fascinating. It's, it's very fascinating. I don't like the serial killer thing, you know, the hunting of people. No, I do. But this one was it was the same thing hunting people, but it was. He didn't know them, and he didn't stick around to see, you know, the devastation from the bomb or anything. He, he kind of just walked away about it, and then and read about it in the paper. So it was it was a different kind of psychopath, serial killer kind of a guy. Wow! But Did, have you finished it yet? No, I haven't watched the last episode. No, oh. but it's it's definitely good if you're into oh, that kind of thing. That's why both of us have the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> so it was I was I kind of um, binged. For the first three, you binged. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very very oh interesting. Oh my gosh, I just, it was great. Wasn't it that instant gratification of having the next one start right away? Yeah, yeah. See, what what kept me going was like, how could he keep going for for so long, and and not really you know 
you know, get caught the whole whole time. You were living living in a twelve by tw- <laughs> ten by twelve, which is ironic. He's he was living in a house that he built that was self sufficient, and it was like it was ten by twelve. But his his prison cell is like yeah, ten by nine, maybe. <laughs> He's in Canyon City, right? Yeah, is he still alive? Yes, he is. Yeah. He's living maybe. Is he in death row or he's just? Mm, I think he got life. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, he's kind of crazy. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, yeah. No. But it definitely worth the watch if you're in those. And it's his words and and you know it's his family members and people that were living around in that community community in Lincoln that kind of give their side of, and perspective of him. And um, they never, ever suspected. They didn't like him. They thought he was a jerk or, you know, weirdo. But they never suspect, suspected him of being the Unabomber. Wow. Well, there it is, folks. You got two totally different selections for you yeah, yeah. this week. Extreme um, polarization. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> watch Love is Blind because everybody's doing it. And if you haven't, you'll be the <laughs> no only one that intended. hasn't said it. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's like. A sociological experiment mm. that's pretty entertaining. Mm. And then when you're ready to wash your brain of all that trash you just watch, you can watch something a little more serious like the Unabomber yeah. in his own words. And if you do download the manifesto, you just hit the FBI watch list. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Uh, don't do it. <laughs> I'm on the list. I'm on the list. <laughs> well, but you're a history teacher, so yeah. you, can, you can justify when you mm-hmm. have to read, like, Mind Kampf and plus I'll tell them everything, everything they, that <laughs> they want to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not a good liar. <laughs> no, no, at all. Awesome. Well, for what you're watching Wednesday, we've got Love Is Blind and um, Unabomber in his own words, both on Netflix this time. Mm. So you can just pull up Netflix and see both of our options. All right, guys. All see right. you later. Wait to share with you next week what we're watching then. See ya. Bye. Bye.